0: What's up Da Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy and I want to welcome you to episode 10 of Behind the DAW, where we interview music producers, music industry experts, artists, people of that nature on an emotional, philosophical, artistic, and music business basis. This is a companion podcast to our YouTube series, In the DAW, where we invite music producers to come and dissect their songs in real time fantastic. If you are interested in checking that out, there is a link in the description. Uh, Three things really quick before we get into who we are interviewing today. Number one, is the Patreon. If you would find it in your heart to donate $1 a month so that we can keep bringing these type of interviews to you, it would be amazing. i would be so grateful. And plus, you get access to a, a Discord community where only the patrons are allowed to be. So if you're interested in that, there is a link down in the description. Also, the second link in the description is for suggestions. If you want to see someone come on the show, go ahead and click on that link just down there. It's easy. Click on it. Tell us who you want. And then the third link is for private lessons. If you want private lessons in electronic music production or in social media marketing, go ahead and click on that. It's easy. One step. So with all that out of the way, who do we have today? It is a great pleasure to be able to tell you that we have AU5 today. That's right. Austin Collins himself is coming on and he is going to give us some very deep insight into the music production realm, except not the technical side more of the emotional side the philosophical side of course so what are we going to be talking about today well we are going to be talking about many 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 things but here's some of my favorite things that we talked about so we are going to be talking about having supportive family members and friends for your music career is that possible i feel like most of us have family members that are like what are you doing this for why what what, this doesn't make any sense he's going to talk about why it's important to have those type of people in your life. And if you can't have family members do that for you, to have friends or colleagues or someone of that nature to be able to supplement where that family support needs to be. The other thing that we're going to be talking about today is why do we love to create? We're going to get deep into this. Why do you love to create? Don't worry, we're going to talk about it. And the third thing that we're going to be talking about is staying 100% authentic and true to who you are, not being influenced by trends or by popular opinions or whatever. It's it's you. Down to the core, it's you. You have to know who you are and you have to stay with that in order to survive in this music industry, all right? So we're going to get into that. Of course, there's a lot of other things that we're going to be talking about, but those are the three big things that stuck out to me. And we're going to get into other things here in a second. I do want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to Diamond Eyes, to Joshua Marment, because he helped me interview AU5 on this episode. So with all of that out of the way, um, if you like this episode, please like, comment, subscribe, repost, follow, whatever is appropriate on the particular platform that you're listening on, like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Deezer, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you're listening to it, please, it just helps us know that what we're doing is in the direction that you need us to go, doing the things that we need to do to help you become the producers that you need to become. So with all of that out of the way, and without further ado, I want to introduce you to AU5. welcome everybody to behind the Daw, episode 10 this time we have au5 how you doing man doing good man good to be uh doing the interview with you again perfect dude and you're calling from delaware this time though you live in denver you're in delaware right yes
1: yeah i'm, I'm at my parents place uh, i got my little studio set up here i was um a few weeks ago i went to uh italy for 10 days with them and it was, it was a really cool experience just for vacation not for gigs or anything
0: really excited to have you on here you're a very deep individual very intellectual individual so i feel like this is gonna be a very fruitful uh podcast but i also wanted to welcome my co-host for the day Joshua Marmette he's been on the podcast before he goes by Diamond Eyes how you doing today man hey
2: man yeah I'm doing phenomenally really really excited to uh iron this out with you guys today
0: perfect dude and so Josh and I will be taking uh we'll be taking turns basically asking questions on and off commenting on and off Mr. Austin tell us about your artistic journey in the sense of why did you get into music
1: I started out being interested in music before I could remember so I'm told when I was three I remember well my parents remember remember me playing on a uh, Casio SK1 that uh, my dad gave me just to fool around with at the time. I thought it was I thought it was the the coolest thing. My parents were are very musical and artistic people in the first place, and they would play a bunch of different kinds of music around the house. And one day, apparently, I discovered that two notes or multiple notes on the keyboard sounded the same, and that was me discovering octaves. And then not too long after, my parents found me essentially transcribing or playing playing by ear uh, theme songs of commercials and shows that I was hearing on TV on the keyboard. And I guess that was their cue to enroll me in piano lessons. So I started piano lessons when I was three. And then that became a thing for half my life. I I was continued taking them until uh, age 13. So I'd say that was like my musical foundation. I've just been super grateful that I've had parents that have been supportive in this uh, and also have pushed me to develop my my passion and interest for music uh, they saw something I, I really have to owe it to them for seeing something in me that i, I mean I didn't know any, any different I didn't know otherwise that that was
0: uh you know kind of an odd thing to to be interested in and, and to explore at such a young age that's amazing dude and I, I love that like right off the gun that that's what you brought up is like how your parents are so supportive of this of this basically unorthodox career because it's, it's the same with Joshua when we were interviewing him his parents were very supportive right if i if i remember correctly Josh? Oh,
2: yeah, dude. Yeah. It, it's really, really nice to see that you have had that, man. It's such a blessing. Most
0: of us, including myself, we didn't have that. When I was growing up, I grew up in a town of 244 people, which means you either hunted or played sports. And I hated both. And so I was like, I want to do music. And they're like, you're crazy. I love you. You're the best, but you are crazy. I'm like, okay, that kind of sucks. And then as I got older and I basically got better, they're like, you're still crazy, but you're better at it. And now finally, like 10 years down the road, I'm, I'm hanging out with AU5 and Diamond Eyes, they're finally like, okay, maybe there's something to this. And <laughs> well so, so the fact that you had that basically family morale to keep you going is incredible because most people don't have that. I mean, just imagining it, I mean, could you have done music if you didn't have the support of your family?
1: It's really hard to say. They they supported me in things that uh, I was interested in, some um, creative interests. Uh, also, like art and, and science are were two big interests of mine. And I think it's because they are artists as well and have made careers out of their art. and so they saw that was something of value. Like it wasn't just um, mindless entertainment you know doing doing art. For most of my life, I did not and they didn't think that it was actually a viable career choice. They were just in support of me doing art or some kind of creative endeavor. They believe that that has its own intrinsic value that bleeds into other aspects of life. They never really raised me to be any one specific thing like a scientist or a doctor, or anything like that, they kind of just left it open-ended and supported me along my own journey.
0: You were very, very, very blessed to have that, man, because not very many people have that. I think statistically speaking, I think it's like 60% of parents push their current career onto their children which is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, we're individuals. There's so much importance in uh, in having a supporting cycle at such a young age because, again, something as creative as music, to be able to express yourself from, from a child up gives you a huge way of expressing yourself, which can oh, be I so see. healthy later on in life, like through good and bad.
1: Absolutely. Music is, music is a language. Learning music is like learning a language. If you are exposed to it and encouraged to use it at a young age, it's not even really something that uh, you have to really think about, you... you you feel compelled to express in that way. You feel compelled to express through music as, as well as, as verbally, sometimes more so than verbally. And for the majority of my life, being an only child, being extremely introverted, not really having an interest in hanging out with a lot of friends all the time, keeping to myself, I felt that it was hard to, it was hard to communicate what I was actually feeling through verbal means. And therefore music was unconsciously a way for me to express and process how I was feeling.
0: I loved how you said, how music is a language because in so many different ways, because I can listen to Josh's song, hold on. And I can be like, he used a certain type of Ableton warping right there. And it's like only producers can understand what's going on. It's like a hidden language. I can listen to one of your songs and be like, that is comb filtering. You know what I mean? It's like, I I don't know. It's like, it's like an underlying like hidden message that only producers really understand. All the other people are like, this feels good and this sounds cool. To me, that really enforces my sense of community with you guys and with other producers, because it is like our own language that we speak to each other. We can meet up and be like, oh, how do you feel about the new Ableton blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, well, I feel about this. And oh, do you feel like the SSL virtual compressor is as good as the real one? Oh, yes. I absolutely love that. And the reason why I brought that up is because the sense of community that I've gotten from producers and specifically in the electronic field has been more than enough to sustain me where my current family and family. friends didn't so i want people who are listening to this to know that if you want a family this is the best place to do it as far as like getting to any crevice of the music industry the electronic field is so so loving for the most part, so loving and so accepting and so willing to teach and help and guide. It's just, yeah, we're, we're literally in the best situation possible.
1: I definitely feel that. I feel that the electronic music scene, from just like a, a technological standpoint, even it is the cutting edge of technology and utilizing that cutting edge technology in new ways. It is, it's basically the cutting edge of music. And therefore, you have to be open minded to an extent. You have to be accepting of whatever these new innovations. And, and concepts uh, are brought into the scene in order for in order for it to continue growing as well and subsequently that kind of bleeds over to the social aspect of it too we have some weird people in in the electronic music scene and it's amazing because there isn't really a place for that elsewhere that, that can be accepted in
2: is there a particular drive in your life that pushes you to create is there something specific that you know you wake up every morning like this is why I want to do it you know this is this is why I feel this is in me there is
1: and it's something that I'm still trying to understand and something that continues to reveal itself as life goes on. Initially, it was something that I just felt. I didn't really understand yeah. logically why I was so compelled to. I think it's easy to initially, not really blame per se, but label things that are that are going on in your life as the reasons for doing something. But later you find out that there's actually like a deeper meaning. And because, you know, even if those those things end up being resolved in life, such as like not making enough money and then the drive to become successful, to have enough money. Once you get to that point where you can live comfortably, you realize a drive is still there. It's not actually the money. That was just the face of it. There's always something, there's always some underlying drives for doing that. I think for me, the ultimate drive... To create in general, to create art is to create something, to create novelty, to create something that is harmonious, that connects with people, that expands consciousness, that is also beautiful. And I think that's kind of that seems to be what nature is doing anyway. It is creating novelty and complexity in order to expand consciousness and gain gain a better understanding of itself.
2: Yeah, so like like a pocket of beauty, you know, just like you kind of you come across it and it gives you space to expand, just for a brief moment in time. for three minutes or five minutes and you just kind of you're in that bubble and you're just like everything drops and you're just able to be at peace with yourself or in a particular thought that drives you forward for the day or for the minute or for the hour yeah it's it's it comes down to doing it just for the sake of doing it because it
1: feels good for for no other not for social validation not for not for fame or, or money but to know that you enjoy doing it, and that there is an infinite amount of things to continue to explore. And as a byproduct, other people benefit from it. Other, it, yeah. it can help other people. If it's coming from a genuine place, it will help other people get in touch with the genuine part of themselves
2: as well. Of course, yeah. That's brilliant, man. That was such a good, fulfilled answer. I don't know how better to put it, but yeah, that's really awesome, dude. Are you guys all right if we kind of like take a little bit
0: of a a leap into the spiritual realm? To basically keep it like as as religion neutral as possible, not to lean on one or not. I mean, I'm sure both of you know, if you don't, I'm a Mormon. So if that wasn't apparent, sorry, I'm a Mormon. I'm not going to like kind of dive into that belief system, but more so like, What I feel, the reason why I think, at least a theory that I have as to why we love making music so much, why we love creating so much, I think it's actually deeper. I actually think it's a part of our, what I call spiritual DNA, depending on your spiritual beliefs and everything. uh, Across many religions, it's it's believed that we are children of a a higher power, a spiritual child of a higher power, whether you call that God or Allah or whatever you call it. My kind of theory that I have is that God is this infinite being is a creator. He creates things. He finds joy in creating, whether that's planets or whether that's his his spirit children or whatever. And so with us being his children, I believe that desire to create is deeply embedded inside of us. Mm. And so, but with that also, with him being a father, you know, as, as many religions say he is, with us being, with him being a father, then that means that his other children, i.e. you guys, me, other people, they are, in essence, our family. And so we have a responsibility, a feeling, a drive to take care of each other. And so as Both of you do with your music. You you do make music to, to help people. You do make music to connect with people. So basically we're knocking out at least two birds with one stone where we are helping people and we are fulfilling... That deep desire to create. I mean, what's your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely. I think uh, I, I think that yeah, that's per- pretty much just a different way of explaining what I what I was what I was going for.
2: Again, there's really not much that I can add to this because you pretty much I mean, at least for kind of how I make music as well, it's very similar to how you make music, Austin. it's You know, it's just an internal drive that fulfills you. The as a byproduct impacts other people's lives in a positive way as well. And I mean, the drive to create again, having a supportive spiritual. Or, you know, even just, you know, your actual parents, you know, it it all kind of stems from that kind of that tree, so to speak, whichever way you spin it, whoever you believe in, or, you know, if it's science, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's God, you know. So now
0: you've gotten to a point in your life where it's no longer like a financial drive. I'm sure there's a little bit of financial drive. You like to eat, you like to live. And so I'm sure there's a little bit of a financial drive. That's, that's cool. I too like to eat and live. But you're saying that like where you are now in your life, it's, there's something deeper. There's something more of a passion. So with that being said, what have been some experiences in your music career that I guess would be some of your favorite experiences that you're like, this is amazing. And I love being in music because of this.
1: I'd say playing
0: shows, but
1: not just not just
0: any shows for being a producer and,
1: and performing for since for like the past five years. I don't really play that many shows on average, I'd say once a month. And that's kind of been that way for the past for the past five years, uh, which I'm totally cool with because I'm not really that much of a people person in the first place. I, I love socializing. That's Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm very comfortable. I, I love interacting with people and, and, and sharing sharing ideas and, and, and whatnot. And just, yeah, the intera- social interaction is cool. Ultimately, I like to be in solitude exploring the, the inner world. So when I do have the opportunity to play a show, particularly Like festivals, like this, the last show that I played was um, in uh, Golden BC in Canada, uh, Motion Notion. I played it for the third year in a row. That is probably one of the greatest experiences, and it is also such a blessing to just be able to go there and connect with these people that come from all over the country. It's like a utopian paradise. I strive to have more experiences like that because, in, in that kind of setting, particularly, I am not, I don't feel. Like I am separate from the attendees. I am... The artists and the attendees, we're all just people and we're all just interacting. I love to I love to just dance in the crowd with everyone else uh, and just be like a normal person. I don't I don't seeing yourself on a pedestal above everyone else ultimately just isolates you from everyone else. Um, yeah. I, I like being immersed with people and, and enjoying the same things they are. I like being the artist as well as the person
2: enjoying the art. When it comes to you and creating music, not so much like obviously samples, again, that's all like plus Choice and you know that that's taste. But getting into a, a rhythm um, when you sit down in front of like your, your desk, you go to make something. Kind of, how do you get into uh, exploring, as, as you'd put it? You know, how do you get into
1: that? The first thing that I, that I. I realize that i have to do and it's always in retrospect that i that i realize is uh i I strive to find a an environment that i am not trying to do anything other than just create and have fun because a lot of times, but i still do this i've been producing for a really long time and i've I've always done this and i still do it i'll sit down i'll have the intention to create something for a a reason and uh, oftentimes you know i'll hear another artist like for instance, make some genre or make some kind of sound that I haven't heard before. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. I could totally utilize that or exploit that or, or improve on that. And it would just leave such a, just like, such a big impact. Basically, if I sit down with the intention of doing something for how other people will Respond to it. I usually never get far at all, and it becomes very quickly uninspiring. <laughs> there have been times where I had remix gigs. This is this is a while ago. I don't really do many remixes anymore. I've, I had a, I would have a remix gigs where I would try to do something. And try to like really get, work through and push through th- this remix, uh, knowing that there's a deadline and that the end goal is to uh, you know, to to make money. But also, I wanted to do something innovative and next level. And it's always it always felt like a struggle. I always felt like I get exhausted way too fast or frustrated way too fast. I would just start a new session and just start creating something because either just some random idea came into my head that's like looping for some reason and I just have to get it down and more often than not those times where I'm not actually trying to make something I will create something and it will just have momentum it will just build momentum because I don't see and end in sight I think that allows me to explore freely without any overthinking or without any discretion and man once I get into that flow it's not really something that I'm even I just lose some time aware of you're not even aware of is happening around you yeah, absolutely I'm, I'm, I'm in a creative flow and mm. I just know that it feels really good to be in there even though I don't I can't really recall like my thought processes of, of doing of, of creating uh, uh, of creating the thing I don't know every time I, I sit down in front of the doll I could go either way and I think it really comes down to how centered and present I feel with myself at that time and, uh, yeah, like I said if, if I sit down with the intention to like impress I'm gonna disappoint myself
2: if you had to give producer we'll call him Jack some advice who's just now, you know, getting some momentum and is now getting to the point where he's being greeted with money for remixing. What if you had, like, just a tip to give him? Just be like, hey, man, you know, this is what I got to say to you to not burn out or to kind of keep your passion. I've spoken with... uh, I have have quite a few producer friends that
1: have that have been in a similar position and where they would be doing their, they've been doing their thing without any payment or any recognition. They've just been doing it cause they love doing it for so long. Uh, and then, someone picks them up or someone's interested in releasing their music or once yeah like once remix or something and then i think what ends up happening is they get really excited and then they become too self-aware they start to see them they start to try to see themselves through the eyes of the person that approached them or through an audience and that is extremely detrimental to our own honesty with ourselves And our own creativity with ourselves uh, Even even talking about the social aspect of, of that We're just being ourselves Until someone will make a remark about how we are And it's 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 very easy for people Especially if if the remark is negative Very easy for that person That's receiving the, the negative feedback About how they are being subjectively perceived To um, use that and become more self-conscious And then put on a facade Or become a false version of themselves themselves in order for social validation or for that to not happen again, for them to not feel like they're inferior. I think if you are just honest with yourself, it kind of filters out who you should and shouldn't be associating with. I'll, I'll be myself and some people won't like it. And that's just how it is. Like, I'm going to create music. Or like, I'm going to not just stick to heavy dubstep. And there are people that are just not going to like it. To accept that. Going back to the original question, that's it. It's a tough one because when you're offered money to do something that someone expects of you based off of what they've seen you do before, it can very easily pigeonhole you. And I think it really comes down to each person and what they are experiencing at that time in their life. How necessary is this immediate money really? Mm -hmm. And is doing something for that money, like doing what someone else expects for that money just Continue doing what you have been doing as if there is no incentive other than just to have fun with it don't worry about don't worry about the uh, the income until until you know after you're done the whole creative process after you are outside of exploring
2: inside of yourself so be you basically essentially you. but yeah. through the thick of it because that's what makes the music great because the last thing you want to do is pigeonhole yourself and
1: stunt your growth because you're doing something that you think other people expect of you mm-hmm. and that would keep you relevant because everything is evolving. Everything is changing. People's tastes are. And I don't know, I think it's just better to be a leader than to be a follower.
0: I have a really good friend. His name's still South Duty. uh, He's in the band Van Lady Love. If you guys haven't heard him, check them out because they're amazing. He was telling me one time, I was kind of throwing around some branding ideas for my own music. And he told me, he's like, Wyatt, stop taking the business idea and throwing it through the dream filter. Take a dream idea and throw it through the business filter. And so to me, that that was so deep. He's like, if you want something profitable, take a business idea and throw it through the dream filter. If you want something that's profitable, and then it will be extremely satisfying, take a dream and throw it through the business filter because the business filter is, is the reality of it. You know what I mean? Because you can have a dream to perform live on Mars, then you have to look at the reality of it. You know, like, can you do that? How much money is it going to cost? You know what I mean? Because dreams are great, but the business part of it is what's going to help you execute it. The business is not meant to detriment your dream at all. It's supposed to be a double-edged sword. It's supposed to sharpen it up and make it way more effective, basically. But if you go about it wrong, then all of a sudden, you know, if you have a business, idea and you're throwing through the dream filter all of a sudden it's like the dream part of it the passion part isn't as important it's the business part that's as important it's hollow it's hollow that's a good way to put it it's, it's hollow and it just sucks. I would love to know how you have dealt with personal failure or or not satisfying people with music. You know, I kind of picture this in my mind where it's like, you know, you go to like the festival that you went up to in Canada and you're just, you know, you have your dedicated crowd out in front of you and they're loving it. They're just soaking it up. They're like AU5 for life. But then let's say, you know, you meet some random person on the airplane and they ask you what you do. You say you make music and you show them your music and they're like ugh you know what i mean because
2: (laughs) that's such an apt response how some people (laughs) react.
0: like so like when does the music start it's like oh come on i thought you said you were a musician you know what i mean like that kind of a thing i mean like have you have you had those things and how have you overcome them if you've had them (laughs) i've definitely i've definitely had those things a lot of times it's been from
1: the generation above me for instance like i'll land i'll I'll, I'll fly to to play a gig and then i'll land and then I have to get to the venue or the uh, or the hotel some, somehow. So I'll Uber, and there's a stranger that's wondering like why I'm here, and so I tell them like I am a uh, performing artist, and um, I go around the, <laughs> the country playing my music. And they're like, oh, are you in a band? Uh, no, I'm just a solo artist. And they're like, oh, like what instrument do you play? And I'm just like, well, I am an electronic music producer. So I make the music ahead of time and then play it. I DJ it in front of people, and if if they're if they're not totally lost by them, then and if they have an office cable i'll, I'll play some of my stuff I, at this point anyone can react in any possible way like, i i don't like to I, I don't know i think just staying humble about it because anyone can react in any, in any such way i just feel like yeah this is uh, this is here's some of the stuff i do and then i'll show them something chill i'll show them something heavy if they're they're still down and i think i don't know it's kind of it's kind of fun and amusing to me at this point because like i don't really need any any stranger's validation anymore for me to feel okay about what i'm doing and if if they like it then it's just like cool you know it's just win-win if they don't like it then it's just i don't know it's it's
2: it's it's still amusing regardless <laughs> <laughs> a good way of dealing with it is a, there's a saying and it's don't take anything personally you don't know from someone personally totally the the reason why i
0: bring this up and she would probably be pretty upset if I, if I told you this but like for example me and my wife after we got done doing the interview with you the other day i'm like i was so you know i was on cloud nine it was just it's such a good interview and i was like do you want to hear the song we just broke down and so i broke it down she's like she's not a very musical person and she doesn't like bass music which is kind of like mind-blowing to me because i'm i'm a huge 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 bass dude that, that's me like she loves the sub but anything above 100 hertz she could care less about unless it's a voice you know what i mean
1: <laughs>
0: yeah and so and so we were listening to it and she's like ah it's just too heavy for me and i was like what are you talking about like this is freaking amazing like can you not hear like and then i go off on all these terms and she's just like i don't know what that means and you know like it was actually quite adorable and so that's what got me on the concept of it. I was like, maybe there are people out there who don't like AU5's music. How does he handle it? So, no, you, you you bring it up. That's that's awesome that like how you said you don't need self-validation to continue your art. The fact that you are satisfied with making your art, you you make it. You're like, this is amazing. And anything on top of that is bonus. That's freaking awesome. That's, that's how it should be. I do see a lot of producers, especially because I, I went to Icon Collective. Both of you know this, but I went to Icon Collective. Very many of them are wide eyed and, and like ready to hit the game, but they're very, you know, they've been conditioned to follow trends. They've been conditioned to, I need to make whatever's popular at the time. And so when they make something popular at the time and the person that they show it to doesn't like it their their ego their self-esteem their their emotions everything is tied to that and it's just it's it's horrible it's literally the worst thing you can do to yourself emotionally in this music industry it's it's seriously the
2: worst that's that's where i feel like again again this is a double-edged sword because it comes down to the kind of person you are going to like a place to learn about something that's expressive if you're not sure in who you are as a person then how you want to express yourself with it can be super detrimental if you're not waking up every morning and being like Right. This is how I feel today, and I'm gonna express it through this kind of song. And heck, I'm feeling glitch up today. Tomorrow I'm feeling jazz. A quick answer to what I'm just trying to get at here is you know, you just gotta be really sure on who you are and where you wanna go with it. Otherwise you you do have can have a tendency to kind of follow a route instead of make one. Totally. I think it's you have to become vulnerable with yourself. You have to be
1: honest mm. with how you're really feeling, even if you even if it goes against your ideal image of yourself. That's how to, I mean just in general in life, that's that's how to grow. Oh And that's how to connect and, and relate to people as well. sort to make deep connections is like you have to be honest with yourself and, and be vulnerable people. You have to you have to admit when you are not at your best and ask when you need help. Uh, and I think it's the, the, the same goes for uh, for the self. Like if you keep telling yourself, man, I'm so good. I'm, I'm better than everyone else. That's going to keep you delusional and keep you in a comfort zone and
0: prevent you from growing ever. Really quick. I, I, have, I have a comment on this, but in order for me to do this we need to bring the help of siri in what is the current population of the world as of 2017 the population of earth is 7 billion okay so the reason why i brought that up so basically it's 7.5 billion is because of this so have you two both heard of the 1000 true fan theory i haven't it sounds familiar but i don't know anything about it <laughs> cool so i'm gonna blow your mind right now so basically uh, the 1000 true fan theory states this in order to have a very viable career Career in music all you have to do is have thousand super fans and what a super fan is is defined as someone who will at least spend 100 dollars on you per year whether that's through streaming whether that's through going to a concert whether that's through merch or however patreon however you do it all right if you do that then you make about hundred thousand dollars a year and then probably after taxes you walk away with relatively like 70 or 80 with that being said that's a very good living like that is an insanely good living like that's what like the people who have a doctorate in pharmacy See pharmacist doctors I don't know my, my sister and my brother, brother-in-law are those guys and that's about what they make in a year right they went to school for forever to make that money in order for us to make that kind of money is insane like that's going against all odds anyways what I'm trying to say is this all you have to do is convince 1,000 people on this earth anywhere in the world doesn't matter where they are to love your music and spend at least a hundred dollars on you. Do you know what percentage that is? All right. So that's why I pulled that up. So if we take 1000 divided by 7.5 billion, I don't know if you guys can see this, but that is literally a hundredth of a millionth of a percent that we have to convince the world to love us. There's a hundredth of a millionth of a percent. <laughs> to be honest, when you break it down like that, that's really not that hard to do. You know what I mean? Especially in the day and age that we live in where we have the internet, we have blogs and submit hubs and Spotify playlists and, and PR companies and Facebook marketing and all kinds of stuff to be able to basically blast it out to as many people to get those thousand fans as possible. And then anything on top of those thousand fans is just high five that's christmas money basically and so i just want you guys to know that like not only is this possible obviously because both of you are doing it right now and i'm also speaking to the people who are listening right now not only is it possible for you to do this it's probably one of the most logical and easiest times to have ever done it
1: yeah 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 it's it's funny you say that because i feel like i've been at the right place at the right time, like born in the right era, it got myself interested in the right kind of music before I even knew that there was a music scene or that any kind of social media existed. And I just happened to be doing that right and and have been good and and got good enough to the point where there was a platform for that social media and whatnot. It was almost like my spot was cut out for me and I didn't even know
0: it. I I hate I hate like I hate it when people say that the music industry is oversaturated I don't think that's what they really mean I think what they said is basically there's too many amateurs in the field right now I don't feel like it's oversaturated I actually feel like we have so much more room to grow it's ridiculous ridiculous what i think is there's just too many people that are either have the wrong information or trying to get the information in the wrong ways by like hitting up zed after producing for a week and being like can i get feedback on my song even if we broke it down into like this if every single person in this world wanted to go into electronic music guess what there would still be a market because if if everyone in the world was into electronic music guess what festivals would go up like crazy streaming would go up like crazy you know like plug-in companies would go up like crazy you see what I'm saying so even if every single person even if 7.5 billion people in the world were in the music industry, there would still be plenty of room for everyone. You would have to get creative, yes, and there would have to be new markets that would come about, yes, but the fact is to say that there is not enough room in the electronic music industry is complete conjecture and it's not backed by any science I can think of.
1: Totally, totally, yeah. I feel like everything just scales up. There'll be more labels, there'll also be more amateurs, there'll also be it's going to be the same ratios Mm. more or less in every subfield in the field of electronic music.
2: A lot of it is excuses as well a lot of people say it's oversaturated because they're hard to wake up in the morning and admit that they're going to commit their life to a craft you know when when they can't just wake up and they can't flip a switch you know on a video game you can grind for 10 hours you can get something and it's yours or whatever you know but in the music you have to create something from scratch and then put it out there and then one believe in it and then to fight for, you know, something to come back from it.
0: The music industry, our music industry, actually any facet of the music industry is a farm, it is not a cafeteria a cafeteria you go you order your food and as soon as possible you get the food a farm is you have to plant seed after seed after seed after seed after seed after seed, after seed and water it and till the ground and, and do everything you know what I mean make sure that it's like the perfect conditions and then finally after a set amount of time maybe after there's been crazy winters and nothing's grown or anything then finally the corn comes up or, or the beans or whatever you're growing do beans grow anyways you finally get your your, your, your fruit or your, or your vegetable or, or your plant or whatever, right? That is the the industry that we live in. The people who come in and think that they can throw around their money and basically have enough food, success, whatever you want to say for the rest of their lives are idiots. They're idiots because it's it's, going to be fake. It's going to be easily dispersible. It's going to be, you know, it's not going to last long at all. But the people who come in and they farm, they come and they plant all these seeds and they work as hard as they can and they take care of those seeds and they do everything will succeed. I mean, what do you guys think about that?
1: Definitely agree. I think foundation is everything and again i think being honest with yourself and if it's ultimately something that you want to do for the sake of doing it and just for the love of it I think that's that is a solid foundation I think that is what's going to be able to keep you persisting and driven to do all the all the systematic things that you need to do in order to uh, work your way up uh, such as like teach yourself either whether it be teach yourself music or teach yourself how to how to how to produce as well as networking and stuff all of those things are integral but I think at the basis of it you have to be doing it because you love the the art itself it, that's the core of it all of the you know, promoters or like label owners and managers and and, and everything, they are facilitators, but they wouldn't exist if the art wasn't there.
0: So I, I was explaining this to someone the other day that's like let's say you want a donut and let's say there's two shops and they sell the exact same donut. One of the shop owners is a complete jerk. The other shop owner is really really nice and compliments you and uh, treats you well. Which one are you going to go to? Of course you're going to go to the one that's uh, that's nice. And so I try and explain that to people, you know, being in the music industry like okay, let's say that you produce a song and it's a banger. Let's say the other person's produces a song and it's a banger. Let's say the other person is extremely nice and you're an arrogant idiot. Who are they going to choose? Probably the other person. You know what I mean? And so the, the concept is this, is that you need to be, not only do you need to be amazing at your craft, but you have to be a good person. You have to be nice. You have to be looking out for other people, which is why I'd love that you two are here, because Josh, you are the nicest person I've met ever in the UK. You're just so nice. And then Austin, you and Trevor Christensen are, are currently fighting for the nicest person in the US spot right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd agree with that for sure. Actually,
0: yeah. <laughs> which is fine. You guys can both live up in the same space. That's, that's, that's cool with me. And so that's why I've been so impressed with you guys and, and and have had a desire to foster a relationship with you. Cause not only do I love your music, but you guys are amazing people. And so my question to you is, has there been an experience like that where you, you met someone, they had amazing music or they promised something, some product that would be amazing, but you're like, I hate you as a person and I can't deal with you. <laughs> or vice versa. Has there been someone who, you know, didn't have very good music, but they were just such a good person and you like stay around i like
1: you that much more often than yeah than than the previous thing (laughs) i can't really think of anyone that uh that i like genuinely didn't like who is also really good at making music or had or their music captivates me in some way I, i don't know I think that's a pretty rare thing to find. I mean, taste in music is totally subjective. There are people out there, a lot of them, I know, that love the music of arrogant artists who are probably not the best people. And for me, I don't know, they kind of go hand in hand. It's almost like I can... Oftentimes, if, if, if I can hear the music sounds genuine, I know that it's coming from a genuine place. Even if the person is not extremely nice and outgoing or humble, Look. Cool there's often a part of them deeper inside that is just being kind of shielded from, you know, ego defenses or, you know, there is a genuine part of that person in there and that it has come out through their art. And I think that, you know, I, I think that's innate in that person, even if it's, uh, even if their first impression doesn't necessarily show it.
0: My real life example, as you know, I love real life examples uh, of this is uh, Jesse Breda because I love Jesse Breda. He is amazing. For those of you who don't know, he, He's the the CEO of gravitas recordings and he's the one who started uh, gravitas create if you don't know anything about that I highly encourage you to go check it out because it's incredible but Jesse Breda is an incredible human being and and not to say that his his products weren't up to par that you know he he didn't really have anything that was necessarily bad he actually has incredible products but to add that on Top of it, he's just the freaking man, man. Like he will do anything for you. He he's so nice. He's so respectful. He's you know he'll take care of you. Yeah,
1: Jesse is such a legit dude. I mean, I, I've been in communication with him for like the past year, or maybe even more than a year. But then I actually got the chance to meet him earlier this summer in Denver uh, on the the closing tour, and I actually got to chill with him and, and the whole crew and before the show and, and have dinner with him. And I was just like, Jesse is like. <laughs> so not only is he super nice he's really funny and witty too feels so good and i felt so comfortable and at home to be around him amidst like kind of a strangers that i didn't even know he brings good vibes he's just such a, such a cool fun happy and it comes out in in his vision and what he does like gravitas and, and what he's curating is coming from a place of growth and of love not to not to sell out and to he exactly. has not sold his
0: soul and his business to the devil oh, i love that about it. i love that he still owns his soul to be honest. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> just to kind of break away a little bit, because I know sometimes, myself included, artists have, let's say unconventional ways of getting their alias. What's your story behind your alias? As uh, the name AU5, you mean? Yeah. It originally started out
1: as being derived from just a modified version of my name, Austin. I used to use AOL Instant Messenger, and my screen name on that was, uh, well, I don't use it anymore, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> my screen name on that was Austin Collins with the S's and the I's as fives and ones. Yeah, yeah. Totally nerdy. Totally original. Sure. This was around, like, age 13. Yeah, 13 or 14. And my internet friend that I was talking to, because we both started to uh, delve into electronic music or just, like, making music on the computer. I was trying to think of, like, uh, like uh, what a cool name would be. Like, a cool alias would be. And he was like, dude, why, why, is it, why don't you just use AU5? The first three letters of your screen name. It's cool. So, yeah, I kind of just used that and it kind of just stuck. And th- there's still a lot of debate on how to pronounce the name. Is it Aus from Austin? Is it Oz or All Five? or gold five i've heard some pretty weird ones like golds,
0: Like, oh my gosh that's so nerdy and amazing <laughs> but
1: uh i mean ultimately it, it's 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 just a name you know it's just a label for what's underneath it and what it represents i'm not really that concerned about how it's pronounced or like i, I don't really get caught up in the importance of that as long as you know what the other person is talking about and what you're referring to i think that's that's, that's what matters so that just kind of became the alias of not just you know making melodic dubstep but it became as the the AU5 project went on, I, I realized that this is something that is just the creative expression of me. It's just the creative expression of Austin Collins, whether it be melodic dubstep or chill music or, or something that's not even electronic or not even music. Uh, I mean, my visual art, but like uh, most of my cover art is uh, art, my own artistic creations. And so like the whole package, the whole what I'm trying to convey is just an embodiment of who I am creatively. like My creative expression solidified.
0: I have a final question for you. And then similar to that of the YouTube version, you know, we give you feedback. Feedback on your song. Would you also like to have feedback on life and and stuff? Man, I'm I am open to that. Yes. Perfect. Okay, so the final question before we get into the to basically the feedback. The final question for you. I've asked Josh this. I've asked many people this. I'd love to know your your personal thoughts on this. So you know, you go throughout your life. You've enjoyed your life. It's been successful. You know, you've you've achieved your dreams. You've done everything that you want. Now you are on your deathbed, and I'm actually switching up the story for you, Josh. I used a I used a son. For you, I'm going to use a daughter. So let's say you're on your death, and you you look over, and your firstborn daughter you love her more than anything, sitting there, and she she's like, "Dad, I'll be with you till the end. I'm here for you." And you have one final breath to give her one piece of advice. No matter you know whether that's whether that's a word or a sentence or a phrase or a concept, that's up to you. What would that thing be?
1: In a more eloquent way, I would probably say something along the lines of, "Don't let." anyone or anything else taint your vision. I believe that you are born with a purpose and and a goal and a vision and life is going to give you opportunities to uncover that. And at the same time, it's also going to throw a lot of dirt over that. And I think it's our duties as individuals to not let that light that we've been given be dimmed or, or muddled by, by other people and other things, because that light is what is going to illuminate the path that we are born into.
0: That was gorgeous. That was incredible. That was very heartfelt and very sincere. I, I can feel that. That
2: was that came from a pure place, dude. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah. I feel that.
0: To be absolutely honest, I, I couldn't agree with you more to be, you know, very sincere, very open about everything. I, I truly do believe that we were sent here to Earth, you know, again, kind of dabbling into the spirituality of it. I believe we were sent here to Earth for a very specific purpose. I believe that a higher power was like, I need you to go to Earth for this reason. And I need you to make it a better place by doing this. And I feel like the way that we know that is from the tender feelings that we have just like what you're talking about right now or what we've talked about through this is that we have very tender feelings in regards to music and so i kind of feel like that's our soul calling out saying this is why we were sent here is because we need to do something with this absolutely we all have intuition yeah we all have the ability to see beyond
1: what is explicitly in front of us it's it takes a lot of courage to go against the grain and go against what this material world is trying to blind us from but it's there
0: thank you for that man was. Josh said it the best way. That came from a very pure place, and I could feel it. He could feel it. I'm sure everyone listening could feel it. So,
1: thank you, dude. thank you for uh, facilitating this environment for exactly. us to explore such things.
2: It's important to to be vulnerable and to you know and to allow yourself to feel how you. Need to feel, man, and and be around people that are accepting and understanding of that. Huge part of growth.
0: This has been really, really good. Moving more so into the the the, the feedback portion. So my feedback that I have for you, like in a way, it's kind of a little bit anticlimactic from what we were just talking about, because what we were talking about was so amazing, and now we're kind of like kind of in, in a way stepping, taking a step back, and kind of focusing on something maybe a little bit less important but still important. The more that I listen to your music, the more that I examine everything that you're doing, I think it's freaking awesome. The more I learn about you as a person, the more I can kind of see. The cat sat on the how your brand, your project, the AU5 project is lining up with who you are. And I can kind of see how it's not lining up with who you are and for, for this reason. So you are a very creative person. You are a very deep person, as we've just seen, you know, you are a very caring person. What I think would be awesome. And uh, Jerry DeFilippo, he, he was my teacher at Icon. He goes by Scarlet. He's amazing. He taught me this concept about branding and like bringing something to life. And I wanted to pose this to you and then give it to you. And then, and then, then, then it's your decision to do what you want with it. Okay. What he said, was basically he wanted to create a brand where if they don't like the music, they can come and partake of a story. And it, yeah, if people didn't like the music, they can still come partake of it. If people didn't want the story, but just want the music, they could come and partake of it. But basically people could go as deep as possible. The only other person that I've successfully seen this and I still haven't seen it completely mastered is Crywolf. Because Crywolf, if you've been to his live sets, they are insane because you know as he plays he has the the screen behind him and he has basically images uh play he makes very emotional music as you guys know but basically it tells a story like it's like going to a play yeah so not only do you get to see you know one of your favorite artists and jam out and have that bass in your face moment basically you also have this insane visual right now that's telling a story it's like it's immersing you in a world so what i would pose to you is and maybe you've done this uh, already and i just haven't seen it but what i I would post to you is I think and I think this intrigues you because of the person that I know that you are create a story create an entire world for people to come into have all of your cover art, tell that story, have the lyrics, the, the, everything, the, the, the elements in the song tell a story. You know what I mean? To me, my branding right now, I'm writing an entire, like I'm literally writing like I have pages and pages and pages of a story that I've written with characters and everything. And I'm going to take that and make music out of it. Does that make sense? How does that feel right now?
1: Uh, Dude, absolutely. I think, yeah, no, you're, you're definitely shined a brighter light on, on, something that I'm already set my eyes on and, and, and on the horizon I mean this the music itself is 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 a journey and it's like like you don't even like. Sometimes I don't even really know where I'm going until like I'm done and I take a step back and I'm like, oh, now the whole thing. There's context into the whole thing. And I feel like that's what's happening with life at every given moment. It's like there are short stories, these short chapters that are that are piecing together, seemingly unrelated and random. It's not until I like take a step back and look at this that it, like I'm still seeing this whole thing evolve musically too. I've been getting into uh, taking a lot of of, of footage lately of, of like beautiful places that I've been. to to, and also doing animation and i feel like i'm still in the very early stages of that but that's been something that i've wanted to incorporate in in my art and and, uh, and live sets as well you solidified some pretty awesome that ideas is awesome dude
0: because <laughs> yeah. i feel like you could write a beautiful engaging story where you know because up to this point you are the face of sound design in the electronic field. You and fractal are, you know what I mean? Without a doubt, you know, no one can touch the AU5 fractal. You know what I mean? No one. And so, as far as like on the production the sound design thing you guys have killed it and now that i know you as a person and i know your creativity i know that you could come in and destroy the story part of it too cuz right now from what i've seen of your brand is just like it's it's super intense beautiful uh songs i haven't seen a lot of basically coherency between the two besides in like a sound design form you know what i mean if i listen to snowblind and then i listen to atlantis it doesn't sound like snowblind told a story atlantis told a story and they're kind of bridged together it kind it sounds like two different stories. Of course, there's you know in music there's leeway for that. Going back really 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 quick to Jerry DeFilippo to tell you what he's done. It's 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 blown me away. So what he's done is so he's created a brand around a story where it's like it's a it's in a it's a it's a uh, I don't I can't remember if it's a pre-apocalyptic or a post-apocalyptic something with the apocalypse and basically the world's coming to an end or has already basically is in you know, shambles. And so this person in the story develops this technology to basically become immortal and transfer his consciousness to like machines. And so as he's doing it, he, he created this, this machine called Scarlet. And so as he was transferring it over to his conscious over to it, he actually didn't, uh, there was a huge explosion or something like that. And he didn't go to the Scarlet one. He went to the demo one, which is, you know, like, like the prototype before it. And so now he's in this thing and he's in this post-apocalyptic world. And he's seeing life through scar eyes. And then the whole brand is about that. Every song, every everything is about that concept. And to me, as a producer, as a as someone who loves music and stories, that's just like shut up and take my money.
1: Like this is, you know, <laughs> you know it's the whole world right there. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's the entire immersive experience.
0: Exactly. And I feel like us as producers, us as creators, us as writers, we have to do something like that now to be able to satisfy our creative side we need to go deeper into something like that like to me i don't know if you guys can see but i have cold chills right now thinking about it's this like you
2: too yeah, yeah me too
0: <laughs> i know that was a little drawn out that was a little long but it was a very intense point that i wanted to get across with that being said josh take it home buddy
2: genuinely it's it's insane what you just said because it's exactly what i've been doing for the past few weeks with the whole storytelling thing, you know, um, I'm working with uh, another guy in Denver actually, and there's some people over in Tokyo. And basically, it's going to be—I I don't want to say too much. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but essentially, it's going to be like a three-part, and they're all going to have like a visual to the audio, and then there's going to be this whole vibe between all three of the records. And, and there's, yeah, it, it's exactly what you just said about the whole storytelling element. And it's, uh, it's, yeah. Every I met when I was on Skype to me the other day I was getting like shivers because we were talking about it and we were bringing ideas back and forth and I was literally in Ableton like I had like hooks motifs already down I had like like mel- melodies that were suiting like the words he was saying and it just got to this whole next level and it's like if you can I mean if I could achieve that over Skype being able to do that actually face to face with the guy would just a whole other level but yeah I, I mean With Austin, with your music, man, like I would absolutely, I would be so invested in seeing what you could come up with. And obviously, it sounds like you've already got plans for for such things, dude. So, all I can say is, is genuinely, hope and pray you keep doing you to the best of your ability, buddy. And I, yeah, I'm a huge, yeah, you know, admirer of you as a person. Now that I get to know you a bit better, and uh yeah, just I, yeah, likewise. Yeah, likewise. thanks you so much, man. It, it means the world, and yeah, it's been a pleasure to to share the space with you today, and yeah, to really kind of delve into life together.
0: Thank you so much. This has been profoundly enlightening, and I've found that as I've tried to help both of you, I've actually found answers to myself.
1: That's how you know you're on the right path because I, I I always find the same thing. I mean, like teaching teaches me when I teach and and, and have space and and the receptivity to express such things it's like i'm discovering deeper parts of myself through that process and it's it's just beautiful because it's like it's win-win
0: guys thank you so much for being on this show thank you so much for coming through from different sides of the world to be able to come through and and do this not only for the sake of me and multiplier to be able to learn from this but literally from the whole music producer community we thank you so much for, for being open and being vulnerable and sharing these things. Thank you so much, guys.
2: My pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. been a purpose.
0: Hey, Don Nation. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Doll with AU5. I really hope you were able to dig deep, find some of those things that really resonate with your soul to help you continue on your producer path. So if you are interested in the Patreon, giving suggestions for artists to come on the show or having private music production or social media marketing lessons click the links down in the description. I would love to set something up with you, get to know you better, and help you along your path. Again, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, repost, follow, you know, whatever is appropriate on the platform that you're listening on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, Deezer, wherever you're at. Hey, there's something that you can do on there to let us know that we are going in the right direction for you. That would be awesome. Finally, check out the next episode of Behind the Daw. The next episode right after this, it is episode 10.5. It is again with uh, AU5, it is the In The Dawg recording of him breaking down Arise. The song that's playing right now, the song that played in the intro, there's a lot of knowledge in that. The, the Fun fact there, it is the number one viewed In The Dawg episode of all time on YouTube. All right, by far. It, it's, it's at least triple the views of any other video that we have. So please go check that out. And also, if you like that episode and if you like AU5, we did another episode with him. It's about 20 episodes ahead of this one, I think think, if I remember that correctly. Uh, it's, it's where we break down his song, uh, Goo Lagoon, that he did for Gravitas. So if you're if you like the next episode, make sure to go check out the other AU5 episode that we have. So thank you so much, Donation. You have a fantastic day, and we'll see you on the next episode.